Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash the butthole. <laughs> I went off on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, spending 20 minutes or so of your precious time with the channel. Listen to some Reddit stories. It means the absolute world to me. And with that being said, let's just crack straight on with today's stories, you spicy so-and-sos. Much love, guys. And our first story is coming in from Hometime6077. Am I the asshole for refusing to pay for my sister's husband's surgery with my inheritance slash college money? Context, my sister, female 27, and I, 18 female, lost our dad a year ago. He was my only parent. Mum was never in mine or my sister's life. Dad left money, inheritance for me and sister, and she used her inheritance to get new cars and renovate her house. I live with my aunt right now because my brother-in-law didn't let me stay with my sister. I'm planning on using my inheritance money to pay for college tuition. I've always wanted to be a doctor, but haven't decided which branch yet. My sister and I haven't been close. It started after she got married to her chronically ill husband, who was allowed to make backhanded comments about dad and mock his illness and make a scene at his funeral, only because he's ill and shouldn't be held accountable for his behavior. I've distanced myself, but my sister kept visiting a lot lately, venting about my brother-in-law's condition. He's been in and out of hospital for heart problems and in need for a surgery. She brought up my inheritance money several times, but I ended up cutting the conversation. She then straight up asked if I could pay for her husband's surgery, and she had paid back in less than a year. I felt uneasy because if I gave her the money from my inheritance, which is a large amount, then there's no guarantee she had paid back before it's time to apply for college. I'm taking a year gap, but I know my sis can't pay back that much and I felt I was risking my future. I refused to help and she had a meltdown at my aunt's house calling me heartless, cruel, with no empathy. She said that her husband's health should be a priority and I needed to help because education is nothing compared to someone's health and asked if I'd be happy to see her as a widow and my nephew with no father. My aunt suggested others pay but most of them cut my sister and her husband off. I argued that her husband's poor health isn't my fault after she kept blaming and guilt tripping me. She kept crying and although my aunt decided to stay out of it, she said that I should be prepared for permanent damage in my relationship with my sister if I don't help her now. She's been sending texts and pictures of her family telling me this is what I was saying no to. A happy, healthy family with a healthy husband and father. I cried and felt like I was being selfish and not a good aunt and sister. I asked my friend and he said let them sell the cars and all the luxurious stuff they bought to afford the surgery and warned me if I give them money I'll never get it back and may not be able to go to medical school. Damn it's the absolute manipulation that got to me on this one sending you pictures of her family and saying this is what you're saying no to. Mentioning that she's going to be a widow if you don't give her that money is absolutely disgusting. 
And this is a guy that I'm assuming you don't see eye to eye with, with what you said earlier about making backhanded comments about your dad and mocking his illness and making a scene at the funeral. Sister used her inheritance money to, you know, get new cars and renovate her house. So it sounded like she was totally irresponsible with her share of the inheritance and that was coming to you to take yours. So I've got to say, not the arsehole. Just because you're potentially giving away your future here. And the, oh, I can't get over the guilt tripping as well. That's absolutely awful. The way it sounds in this story. I, I don't think I've seen anything quite to that level yet. This is a new bar for us. But Kashi Kalau says, and quotes, he said, let them sell the cars and all, all the luxurious stuff they brought to afford the surgery and warned me if I give them the money, I'll never get it back and may not be able to go to medical school. And then says your friend is correct. You'll never get the money back because sis isn't willing to give up a luxurious lifestyle. She chose how to spend her inheritance, didn't save for a rainy day and isn't entitled to yours because of her poor financial planning. Not the arsehole. Curious says, and not the arsehole, your sister chose to spend the money she got less than a year ago on expensive things instead of planning for the future like you did. Easy come, easy go as they say. Do not give them a penny of your money. They have options they don't want to take and that's not on you. You're not getting that money back if you lend it. You'll become a fine doctor someday and I'm rooting for you. Forward Squirrel says, not the arsehole, your sister is manipulating you. She received the same money you did. If a husband is chronically ill, then they should have saved that money for his care instead of spending it on luxury items. She probably always planned to spend her money and yours. Will refusing to give her the money damage your relationship with her? Probably. But do you really want to give up your future to preserve the relationship you have with her now? Because it sounds like a terrible one. And don't think that giving her this money will improve the relationship at all. Speedy Panda says not the arsehole and quotes makes backhanded comments about dad and mocks his illness and makes a scene at his funeral. And then says he had no respect for your father. Making scenes is not something you do, even at your enemy's funeral. Then quotes, she had used her inheritance to get new cars and renovate her house. Then says she had her money, she blew it. And quotes again saying education is nothing compared to someone's health and asked if I'd be happy to see her as a widow and my nephew with no father. And then says, it's your education, not hers. Your brother-in-law is a complete stranger to you. You have no blood relation, I assume, and therefore no obligation. She's being selfish and entitled. If she had done none of the above and you refused, then you'd be the arsehole. But after all this, she absolutely does not deserve a cent. Please don't sacrifice your education. Then quotes one more time saying, she'd pay back in less than a year. And then saying, if this is true, she should have no problem getting a loan from a bank. After all this, if you do end up giving her the money, make her sell all her cars and collect collateral if possible. And we'll have one more comment from Pain Don't Hurt 74 who says, No one has mentioned that your brother-in-law would not let you stay with them when your dad died, but he's perfectly happy letting you take care of his family while you stay at the aunt's house. Please don't give these people any money. The man has been sick for some time. They should not have wasted the money your dad gifted them despite brother-in-law being trashed to dad. Just because their family does not mean you have to have a relationship with your sister. Go be a doctor. Save many more lives than this one. You've got this. Good luck. Now, what do you guys think of this story? I cannot get that manipulation out of my head. I could never imagine turning into a family member of mine and, you know, throwing you know, like pictures of my family in their face and, oh, look what we'd be losing or that kind of stuff. Absolutely toxic. Let me know your thoughts on this one in the comments below and we'll move on to another story.
And our next story comes from No Orchid 7277 Am I the arsehole for cancelling the family trip because my stepson damaged my plants? I grow indoor plants and keep them around the house, whether by the kitchen window or out on the front porch. I have a variety of plants like lily, aloe vera, also flowers, and they all require care and attention. It's a hobby of mine, and because I don't own enough space, I just stick to indoor planting. I have a 16-year-old stepson, Sean, who loves to pull all kinds of pranks, and he's been trying some weird pranks on me lately. I don't mind it as long as he's happy, and also because it's nothing too serious, just hiding my farming tools and replacing them with damaged ones and so on. He just keeps messing around like any other kid. Days ago, he posted a Facebook video of him spraying cold water on me when I was sleeping. It was embarrassing since he shared it with a family. I got mad at him and had him delete it despite him begging me to let him keep it. He kept sulking afterwards and had his mum try to convince me to let him repost the video. But I thought that was a crazy request. Sean suddenly became friendly and asked if he could water my plants. I was glad he asked and gave him the watering can and told him to start with the plants in the kitchen. He was gone for a few minutes, then he got back and started watering all the plants in the house. Later in the evening, I was cleaning my tools and there was a weird smell coming from the watering can. It smelled like bleach. I freaked out and checked my plants and the same smell was coming from them. I confronted Sean and asked what he watered the plants with. He acted dumb and said nothing, but I found a bottle of bleach in his room, which made me lose my temper. He admitted watering my plants with bleach to get back at me for making him remove the video. I was mortified. I immediately cancelled the weekend trip to the national park that he was looking forward to. He started crying, saying it was too much, and he made a mistake in the moment of clouded judgment. I refused to discuss it. My wife feels bad, Sean. Sean hasn't been eating well since. I cancelled the trip, but he damaged my plants and caused me hurt and pain. She thinks an apology was enough. He is a kid and made a mistake. She wanted me to let it go, but I said cancelling the trip is his official punishment. Period. I got called unreasonable and stubborn for this, and I don't respect her as a parent too. I said taking away the only thing he cares about the most and look forward to the most reeks of abuse. Sean has this mentality that if he admits doing something wrong that he'll be forgiven. This isn't how it should be, but his mother thinks admitting to it and apologizing should be the end of it. After this story, I had to go back and have a look at what the age was because I totally forgot by the end of it. But he's 16 years old. You know, at any age, this isn't forgivable, you know. But I was thinking, oh, he's going to be like seven or eight afterwards trying to get like Facebook views by posting the video of this. But he's 16 years old and then in revenge, killed all your plants with bleach. Absolutely not the arsehole in this situation. And yes, revenge actions like this do have consequences and he deserves to face those consequences and realize you do shit like this, you get a consequence that comes with it. Just saying sorry doesn't mean you're going to be forgiven. Absolutely not. And people do stupid shit in the days of, you know, TikTok and stuff. We see it all the time now. But, you know, this was pretty vile in my eyes. But... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Webby Vanderquack, hasn't seen that name in a while, says, Not the arsehole. That seems like a reasonable punishment for a horrible, hateful act. And quotes, My wife feels bad. Sean hasn't been eating well since I canceled the trip. And then says, He'll get over it. Chevalian says, not the arsehole, that's not a prank. That's a pretty hateful property damage. But besides that, he knew what he was doing. At six, I would have known that was wrong, let alone 16. His actions absolutely should have consequences. A deleted user says, not the arsehole, but your stepson is. His mother needs to stop making excuses for him. He's 16 years old and she needs to stop enabling his bad behavior. You reacted much better than I would have. He has no respect for you or your possessions. You shouldn't apologize and don't go on the trip. Stand your ground and teach him the lesson that shitty actions have shitty consequences. At 16, he knows better. He knew what he was doing and thought he'd get away with it as usual. Instead of going on the trip, have a family meeting where you set boundaries with both your stepson and his mother. Libtart2021 says, not the asshole, what the fuck? He goes on a flora death rampage because of a video being taken down. Sean purposely destroyed living things that belong to you just to hurt you. Not only would I take away the trip, but there would be more punishment coming. I'm not sure what, but it would be in line with how long it takes to collect and regrow all the varieties you had. I don't know how you could even trust him in your house again. Edit info. Can't you just ban Sean from the trip? Seems harsh to punish the rest of the family. Misha2468 says, and not the arsehole, actions have consequences, and that was not a prank. That was malicious, and it was targeted at you. What's next? Nair in your shampoo, antifreeze in your mouthwash, visine in your coffee? I hope not, but you see where I'm going. He has escalated past playful to harmful intent. He crossed an unacceptable line, and he needs to be corrected now. It's not negotiable. No orchid replies this in, I honestly have no idea how far he was or is planning to go ahead with his pranks. I've had many discussions with my wife and brought up concerns about Sean's behavior, but I get brushed off most of the time and be told over and over again that it's just a teenager thing to mess around and pull pranks either on each other's or their families and friends. I'm not sure if any of his friend's parents would be happy if Sean did this to them, what he did to me. They absolutely would not be. We all know this here. But let me know what your thoughts are in the comments below. Do you think the punishment fits the crime in this scenario? What would you do? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Lovely sunset out there at the moment. And our next story is from JSM1370. Am I the arsehole for being brutally honest, telling someone why we drifted apart after high school? This just happened a few weeks ago, but I graduated from high school in 88. My wife and I were out for dinner and drinks and met up with some friends. We bumped into an older friend, Dan from high school and his wife and friends. Basically, everyone knew everyone else. As the night went on, we talked about who we still keep in contact with. In high school, I hung out with a couple of friend groups and I'm still close with one of them. The other friend group consisted of Dan and another kid named Mike. After we graduated, I basically stopped talking to both of them. Dan assumed that I drifted away from the other friend group as well. He was a bit shocked that I was still in contact with them. 
Just for your information, with the exception of LinkedIn, I do not have a social media presence. He just assumed we drifted apart after college. He asked what happened. Here is where I might be an asshole because of how truthful I was. My father passed away senior year in March. Mind you, Dan and Mike were over at my house a lot and knew my dad. They were fascinated with war-related stuff and my dad served in Korea and was highly decorated. When he passed, they never called. They didn't show up at the wake or funeral. I took a week off after his funeral and when I saw them, I got what I was I thought a half-assed, sorry, how are you doing? Nothing, how's your mum or anything? Meanwhile, my friends Sean and Chris were by my side the whole time. That pissed me off and I realized they were shitty friends and shitty people. That and a few other choice comments too. So I told him all of this. Well, he got uncomfortable and tried to mumble an apology and I told him it was not important and not to bother. It kind of killed the mood for the rest of the night and everyone left shortly thereafter. My wife said I didn't have to be so detailed in my response back to Dan and while it was amusing to see the look on his face, I was an arsehole for being blunt and wrecking the night. And there is an edit which we're going to cover straight away. So edit. So here is how the question and answer came about. This was from an earlier reply. After hearing how I still see the other friends often and I'm very close to Sean and Chris, Dan got a little squirrely. I asked him how was Mike and if he was still in contact with him. He was, but not as close as I am with the other friend group. Dan then went on to talk about all that we did at the time we spent together and speculated that going to college was the main reason. Then he said, so why did we stop hanging out? In a kind of way, he was the victim. It lit a fire in me and it all came roaring back pretty quick. I replied back with this. If you really do not know or have forgotten why, well, it was because when I hit my first low point, the death of my father, you and Mike never made an attempt to be there for me. No call to see how I was doing that day, no wake, no funeral, no swing by the house afterwards, and no calls the week I was out of school. You guys never offered an explanation either, or at least an apology. Now Sean and Chris were there for me and provided support for me. They would routinely check in on me during school for the first month after until they felt I was doing better. As we got closer to the end of the year, I realized that they were my real friends and you and Mike were not. I generally reached out to you guys more and when I slowed down, you two never asked why or made attempts to call me. The summer of 88, I decided to move on because I knew you two were shitty friends and I could never count on you two being there when it would matter. Was I hurt by it? Hell yes, I was. Do I hope to hurt him? No, but I wanted him to realize this was on him, not me. And we're going to start straight away with Side Fresh on this one who says everyone sucks here. Dan should not have asked you the question in a public place and you should not have answered it in so much detail in a public place. You were inconsiderate towards your wife and anyone else there who was just trying to have a decent night. But in the end, people shouldn't ask questions they don't want the answer to. And your reasons were very valid for dumping him as a friend. It's just try harder to read the room. If you really want Dan to know, you had literally years where you could have told him in more appropriate scenario. You passed up the appropriate scenario so you don't get to pretend like the inappropriate scenario was your only option. Pocket or Penny says, your wife was right. If it was therapeutic for you to get that off your chest, then maybe it was worth it for you. But if you're legitimately over it and don't really care anymore, then you should have chosen a more socially graceful approach. OP replies that saying, here is the thing, I was over it, at least I thought I was, until he asked the question and the way he asked it, almost if I was at fault. Got my ire up and I calmly explained everything. No malice, just how I felt at the time and my opinion. Sad hair lady says, not the arsehole. Did you truly feel that way? 
The answer is yes. Did Dan want to know why? Yes. And Mr. Plowmax Plower says you're the arsehole for bringing this all up now. Senior year, so were you all 17 or 18? They weren't shitty people for not knowing how to handle a friend's parent passing away at that age. Even nowadays, I don't know how to properly handle it. Almost everyone just uses the cliches because it's a terrible awkward situation with no room for mistakes. And it's kind of the way I felt in this situation, that, that last comment there. And I hate to bring up, you know, the amount of death that's gone on in my life over the last couple of years, but it's the only thing I can relate to in these sort of situations. And I kind of get it. Death is an awkward topic. People don't know what to say to you when, you know, your parent passes away, your relative passes away. What can they say to you? Sure, there's comfort, but it doesn't always come to you. Not everybody's comfortable dishing out that comfort. Not everyone's comfortable approaching you and saying, oh, do you want to talk about stuff or or giving you a hug? And that needs to be understood. Death is very awkward. It shouldn't be awkward, but you know, it is. It's just the way it is. An example is when my mum passed away, there's a couple of my friends that occasionally I go to the pub with, have a couple of drinks, catch up and stuff like that. We just talk random rubbish, absolute crap all the time. My mum passed away, nothing was said. Two weeks later, nothing was said. Probably about the third week, we decided to go out for a pint with each other. We sat at the, we sat in the pub just chatting like our usual selves. Then like two, three beers down, you know, bit of courage. One of them turns around and says, I'm really sorry about your mum. You know, because it's awkward. And they, they actually said themselves, I found it awkward at the time because I didn't know how you'd be feeling at the time. And I didn't want to bring up memories and stuff like that. And I don't blame them for it either. But as I say, every single time we cover death, grief on the channel we all grieve in different ways and that's okay i don't blame op for having mixed feelings about this and blaming friends could they have brought it up in a different way absolutely but they're valid in their feelings too can i blame the friends for not approaching op like directly after the death of their father no i'm not going to blame them either i can't do it it should be and everyone sucks here simply because you know They've ruined everyone else's time at the table. And that's that's the only reason I'd say is that everyone sucks here. But for their feelings, OPs and the friends, I'm going to say a no one's an asshole here. And that's just my opinion. But what do you guys think of today's collection of stories? As always, I value your opinions. I love your opinions. And I love you being involved in the channel. And I see you guys every day getting involved in the comments and it means the absolute world to me and i and i know i say it every time but i i have to say it every time because i appreciate you guys so much you are life-changing for me for what you do getting involved i wake up in the morning buzzing to get involved with the day and i go to sleep buzzing to wake up the next day (laughs) all because of you guys thank you so much for what you do it means the absolute world to me and i will see you you cheeky so-and-sos in the next one. Much love, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.